Me Up podcast, everybody. We are a weekly podcast that discusses life, culture, and adulthood from the perspectives of two Black women living in Seattle. I'm Day. And I'm Lily. And this week, we're coming to you with a little feed drop, kind of like a little NFT drop, okay? That's a more... That's a more, more legit way to put it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, here is another artist that I am in communities with and who I think is doing an incredible job promoting their vision and putting their vision out there. And honestly, I just had to get them on the show to chat with you guys. So if you could please introduce yourself. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. I am super happy, honored, blessed to be on the show with y'all. Uh, my name is Ibrahim, and uh, I'm an artist, documentarian, community organizer, and I'm super excited to share more with y'all and get to know y'all a little bit more on the show. We're so happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, to, I have to say, your bio, well, when we first met, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but it intrigued me so much, and I feel like that's kind of why I kind of le- leaned on to you a little bit, but your bio said you are a Muslim in the metaverse. Um, Can you explain how important that it was for you to um, explore and create in the metaverse? Absolutely, absolutely. I think me putting that in my bio is for myself first and foremost, um, Mm -hmm. to make sure that as I get, as I foray into this world of the metaverse that I'm grounded in, in a spiritual reality, which to me is, is what's ultimately the most important. Mm. And I think spirituality plays a pretty essential role in, 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 in art, um, in particular my art. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that there was a place marker so people could know and understand that was where, that's where that's coming from. Um, but again, for myself, as I engage with the metaverse, recognize that I am dealing with things that are really exciting, but also still finite, still material, and um, that ultimately what matters is the spirit and fulfilling our, our true purpose. And so um, that's why I put that in my bio. And I try to walk with that as often as I can. I appreciate it. And I'm wow. the way that you put that was very well put. I mm-hmm. honestly didn't even think I, I didn't think think like that. So thank you for putting me on because that that was a very beautiful way of thinking. Can we talk about your art for a second? So you're dropping an NFT collection and it is about your first trip to Sierra Leone, which is also your country of origin. Can you please, please break that down and tell us what you're going to be dropping? Absolutely. So super excited to share. So for those who don't know, which I'm assuming is most of you, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm originally from Sierra Leone, West Africa. So my parents immigrated from Sierra Leone to Canada prior to my birth. And that's where I was born. And then I was raised in the Bay Area, California and an assortment of other places. I I consider myself a multi-local. But in 2017, Uh, I was able to save up enough money and travel to Sierra Leone for the first time. And it literally changed my life. I think being where I'm originally from was a surreal experience because one, there there was a heightened sense of familiarity, even though I had never been there before. And I think I definitely have my parents to thank for that. Uh, the language that they spoke to me, even when I, I didn't speak it back until I was like 20. Oh, wow. <laughs> but 
but the language that they spoke to me, they put an effort into teaching me the language, uh, the culture, and even on a more visceral level, my body felt super acclimated to the weather and, and the country. And I felt that um, it almost felt like no weather was happening. It was super hot. It was super humid, but I was enjoying it. And my body was like, this is it. <laughs> and, and so uh, even after coming back to the US, I found that I was a little bit more sensitive to the cold, but it was a sense of familiarity. And, but really being able to retrace the steps back that my father took to get me where I am, that my mother took to get me where I am. Uh, to understand a little bit more about where I come from, I think really helps to shape where I want to go in the future. And so it's been five years. It's been five years since I've been back. Um, I have maintained connection with my relatives, some of which I had met for the first time, the majority of whom I had met for the first time when traveling there. And, um, you know, I've been able to grow a lot. My, my work has changed a little bit since I've come back. And, um, I just want to go back again. I want to go back again and not only go back, but continue in this theme uh, of documenting and archiving important stories, especially because I come from a culture that is very heavily oral. It's a very heavily oral tradition. And I think that there are things that if we do not intentionally preserve, that they will die. And mm -hmm. I think these stories are important stories to tell. And so I am about to drop an NFT collection that is 20 photographs that I took in my 2017 trip to Sierra Leone that tell a visual story of my trip. And there are different, um, different threads that these photos follow. And I don't want to, some of them are going to have longer captions and explanations. Some of them are going to be up for the viewer to really, um, you know, um, build a relationship with as they experience the art. But I'm going to be releasing those 20 photos. And on top of that, I'm going to be releasing a short film. Uh, so this short film will be wow. a poem, um, a poem about my relationship with Sierra Leone. And so the photos come first and then the, uh, uh, the short film will come slightly later, but they're all connected. And this collection in its entirety is called Homecoming because it very much felt like coming home. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is beautiful. I, wow, I'm so proud to hear somebody get so inspired by going back home and, you know, touching on to their roots. Yeah, it was a blessing. It was it was truly a blessing. And I literally cried, you know, going through some of the footage because the type oh. of artist that, that I am, I don't necessarily always feel the need to share. And sometimes I don't want to, you know, mm -hmm. so some of these photos have never been seen by the general public. And um I'm excited because I feel that this will um, kickstart this journey of sharing what I believe other people can benefit from as well. And the the proceeds from this drop is actually going to go towards me buying a ticket and flying to Sierra Leone this December. And so oh. super excited about that part too. I already have a lot of gear, but you know, I flew my drone into a tree a oh, couple no. months ago. <laughs> It's not, it's not my fault, all right? You know, I'm a good, I'm a good drone flyer, all right? The train right. came out of nowhere. You know? <laughs> uh, That's what they all say. That's what they all say. <laughs> right, but but so I want to also purchase some new equipment, and when I go back, um, very intentionally document some important stories that I that I want to share. So I love that you said that because first, wow, you touched on so much having your language 
and being able to speak it, going and touching down on your home country, being able to feel your body being acclimated to the weather. And um, at that last piece, when you said you want to go back and intentionally take pictures, was this first time that you went, were, were those pictures always going to be end up somewhere, whether it was going to be an NFT or not? Can you just explain how um, that came to be? The, the question is, 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 is important because it's about my process. And I would say that I've been documenting really my whole life. Um, mm. And it hasn't always been with the intention of sharing. Right. And in, in full transparency, as I was taking these pictures, I knew that they, I needed to do something with them. And more, more specifically also the video, you know, because um, I, I, I was experiencing things. I was having conversations with chiefs of villages, with my, my elders. I have never, I had never met any of my dad's side of the family prior to me going to Sierra Leone. And so I was having important conversations for the first time and me being someone who believes in documenting everything you know, I had my camera out a, a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I think initially, it was just that something that I wanted to have for myself and to preserve. Um, and I think that has evolved now because of the blockchain, you know, I think putting things like this immutably on the blockchain has its own significance, especially when the lens widens a little bit beyond just myself and my personal experiences, but the experiences of others. Um, so it's 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 evolved it wasn't always the intention for it to look like this but it also very much feels like the natural trajectory of things i personally i'm from sudan i was born in sudan and uh my father is still currently there and i've never been back home so um it's interesting to hear someone else in the same position and got the opportunity to actually go and explore um and it kind of inspires me to go soon so yes <laughs> no I, sudan is waiting for you i promise yes we were just having yeah. this conversation like how important it is to mm -hmm. know your roots understand your roots keep your language alive um relearn your language like for you to say that you were in your 20s when you learned your language may i ask what language that was so it's the language of Creole. It's, mm. it's Creole and uh, um, it is, it's a mixture of English and local languages, indigenous languages and dialects. And yeah, my mom and dad, they, they always spoke it to me. I always understood it growing up, but I never really tried to speak it. Uh, and then as I realized that I wanted to go to Sierra Leone, I was like, I gotta, I gotta start, I gotta start working <laughs> on this. So I started speaking back to them and just to my family members and you know I got laughed at you know a lot oh, um this is yeah. <laughs> this is part of the process like I really I really I love languages I, and I think that one of the key parts of being able to learn a language is being able to get through that phase of where people are laughing at you bungling everything up and then they yep. see you're serious about something and you're committed and then they give you the gift of feedback and more knowledge so it's, it was really exciting to go there and not have perfect creole because they still laughed at me over there oh <laughs> but, but you were but, trying yeah I was trying you know what I'm saying <laughs> and so at the end of the day it was it was still affirming for me and I I know that my my creole has has expanded my vocabulary expanded drastically since then and my ability to, my pronunciation all of that so but it felt good to be able to understand what was happening around me and then to be able to attempt to communicate with people as well.
while talking about your art, you bring up this film. So I have a question about that. Does the film kind of have the same uh, stills in it? That's, that's a good question because uh, it is, I would say they are very directly related because mm. they're, it is just two different mediums. Um, one is still and, and one is film. Um, documenting my journey in Sierra Leone. And I would say that uh, this ties also to, you know, my, what I was saying earlier about my work being crowded in spirituality. I think that the beautiful thing about art and especially mediums like poetry is it allows you to take a peek behind the curtain and to examine really the meanings behind the form. So with a picture, you can see something and that can be just it, you know, Mm -hmm. and you could also dive deeper. And, but the thing I like about art is that it challenges you to go deeper. And with poetry, which is going to be an essential part of the film, um, it'll be going a little bit deeper into the, those same types of images, those same that same experience. Um, but yeah, just examining it from a slightly deeper perspective. There you go. How long will the film be? And, will, and the film is going to be fully minted on the blockchain as well? The film will also be on, on the blockchain as well. It's going to be short uh, right now. I don't see it going over two minutes, um, mm-hmm. but um, it will not be minted on the same uh, marketplace. Okay. Um, the, the photos will be minted on OpenSea and the film will be minted on Zora. Shout out to Zora. Shout out Zora. You know what it is. Zoratopia, we have the house. We outside. <laughs> so yeah. She like that, she like that, she like that. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, that's the, that's, that'll be the difference. Um, but I, I'm also working on a page to where you can come and see really all the work and, you know, the, the mission statement and, and what, what the collection means to me and and what I plan to do uh, in this next phase of the journey. So um, keep your eye out that uh, it will be dropping on Mirror. So it'll mm. be a combination. I'm using a bunch of different platforms, essentially. I'm, I'm using OpenSea, Zora, and Mirror. Those are the main platforms I'm gonna be using to share this project. The fact that you know how you, you know, you're gonna lay it out and put it out there, it's beautiful because we shouldn't just be limited to one platform or one marketplace. And that also lets people, ex- more people explore your art because um, when I, every time, I believe I've only seen two or three photos, but every time I've seen your photos on Twitter, they're, they're breathtaking um, because you could see there's so much just emotion the scenery is beautiful. The The villages are just gorgeous. The people, like, can I just ask what what made you pick up your camera, point and shoot at a specific thing? Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's always lovely to hear about how others um, perceive my work. I think the things that made me, I'm really driven by moments. So mm. there'll be, uh, it'll be a very fleeting moment and you'll see it in the collection some of the moments are literally seconds long. And if I hadn't pulled out my camera in that moment, I would have missed it. Mm. And so um, I'm more inclined to shoot than to not. (laughs) So um, that's part of what makes it also really easy for me to sit and not share things because I have so much, you know, (laughs) my archive, my my vault is is, is pretty big. Um, But yeah, I think that a lot of what inspires me to shoot is moments. And I think also then the people in those moments, you know, the, the what's being communicated at, at that point in time, 
what I'm seeing um, and what I want others to see. And so saying like, hey, let's freeze this moment in time and, and share it with others. So I think that's what that's what one of the main drivers is. And I think there's also the context of where I am. Some of the photos that you'll see were shot in Freetown, which is the capital of Sierra Leone. Mm. Uh, Freetown is where my mom is from. And I spent a lot of my time there. However, I also spent time in, in villages that are a little bit far away from Freetown and um, a little bit more or a lot of bit more rural and more rural areas. And that's where my father is originally from. And so, you know, just understand the context of where I was at and the significance of being able to share and, and capture moments from all these different spaces, I think was really, really important to me. I really like that um, mother and father side of it, like um, just how you were able to explore both of their, both of where they came from, you know, that's, I wish, <laughs> I really wish I could do that. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. And now let's just, let's segue off of the NFTs for a second, because, you know, you're more than NFTs and you, you're talking about short film, you're talking about photography, you're talking about poetry, that's three different mediums. So how long have you been doing all three and you know where did it start did you go to school for anything so I I have been playing with a variety of mediums really my whole life so one of the first uh, mediums I remember experimenting with is poetry and the first poem that I, I remember writing I'm trigger warning this is you know this this the, what gave a rise to this was actually um um the murder of one of my classmates when I was really young. Um, she was uh, in my fourth grade, fourth grade class. Her name was Harmony, and um, her father, her father murdered her and her little brother in a murder suicide. Oh, Jesus, that's um, terrible. That's it is. Terrible. It is. And again, trigger warning. And mm -hmm. I think so. It was a lot for me, little fourth grade Ibrahim to process. Yeah. Um, and it was for everybody in the class and really everybody in the school. And I do remember writing. Um, I think that we had an exercise of sort to do and, and I ended up writing a poem and I don't even remember the poem. I remember parts about it, like there being like similes between her and like, I think like a dove. And it was, I just remember writing the poem and I remember sharing it with people. And I remember the, my, my, my teacher being really moved by it. And um, it just felt like a process of release and me seeing how other people read the poem and how they felt about it too. And really believe in the power of poetry from really young. So I've always, I've always been writing. Um, and then I've also traveled a lot of my life. I've lived in different countries. So there's always just been, I've always been experiencing things for the first time. So just open eyes of wonder and, I'm, and I, and I want to capture that. So some of the best photos I have are photos I literally shot on like a Blackberry, you know, <laughs> um, because, you know, I see something, I'm like, that's, that's cool. <laughs> let me, let me capture that. Um, so I've just been doing that really my whole life, you know, whether it's video, photography, writing, um, poetry, and I'd say that a significant um, uh, moment in terms of art for me was when I was in Cairo, Egypt um, in 2012, post-Arab Spring. And so it was post the revolution and there was really a flourishing of the arts, graffiti, um, music, fashion, all these things. And 
it what really it underscored for me was the value in art as a means as a tool of liberation and as a method of communication like there were moments in time when social media was cut off but people were communicating on the walls oh, and you would wow. you know people would literally write like a message you know and someone would come and check it out then write a message underneath you know so it's like the og mm. form of social media where like political ideas are getting fleshed out in the public eye and it's not as easy to stifle and so when i saw that happening i really saw the potential of art i think on a grander scale as far as organizing and utilizing as a tool, tool for both preserving really important stories but also telling really important stories um so I think that was a significant, you know, moment in terms of my development as an artist. Because after that, I was like, this is it, you know, I'm going to do the community organizing, the political stuff, but I really want to make sure that I continue to keep art um, alive as I go through this process of organizing and building. Ooh, dang. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible bless, because bless. you can definitely see, you can see that message in in all of your work on all of your pictures and um yeah it's 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 amazing you're very great at communicating through your photos for sure <laughs> i have to agree because even the people like that are looking at you you know you can see their intrigue and the like just a sense of peace like mm -hmm. i don't i don't know how to describe it it's very gorgeous i have to ask about the community organizing what what led you to community organizing uh so Trump. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want, you want me to keep it on it? You know, that's, that's what happened. See, see what happened was um, it was 2016 and, you know, I'm, I'm black, I'm Muslim, I'm an immigrant. And so seeing the rise in hate crimes, hate groups, all that stuff was, you know, it was a lot. And so I started off by just doing grassroots canvassing, you know, it was fundraising and outreach on behalf of nonprofits like ACLU or Doctors Without Borders, Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, I started more on the civil rights and, and, you know, and hate group side of things. And then I expanded into environmental issues and humanitarian issues. And then I ended up running some campaigns for, for a couple of years. And after a while, I, was, I, I, I moved on from that because it was really centered around, you know, fundraising. And I wanted to have a more direct impact and direct relationship with the communities I wanted to serve. And so I ended up working for an organization called ACE or the Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment. And at ACE, what we do is we work to build power in different communities around different issues. And the primary issue that we're working around is housing. So fighting the housing crisis, you know, fighting um, these um this the eviction crisis um displacement and so we build power in communities and leverage that actually to pass policy and and win things for the for for folks who need it so that's what i've been doing for the past couple of years and then there's there's other organizing that i do that is also related i just believe that organizing is is important everybody should do it at whatever capacity you know they have we just all have a role to play in getting free you're li you're literally the saying be the change you want to see in the world and I appreciate it I appreciate you I'm really I'm really enjoying this conversation I didn't get a chance to I I don't I don't mean to derail but I didn't get a chance no, to speak to how excited I got to hear that Lily was from Sudan um, <laughs> yes <laughs> please talk on it because that's why my brain was so like all over the place I'm like Lily there's so much here and I don't want to speak for you <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I just got super hype, okay? Because um, I I have so much love and respect for in my heart for the Sudanese people. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I've been called Sudanese my whole life because when you live in an Arab country um, mm-hmm. and you're black, they're just like Sudani. Um, so I've always been Sudanese, yeah. uh, kind of. Um, but <laughs> I, um, <laughs> my first, uh, my one of my first Quran teachers, um, he was he was from Sudan. He taught me like the biggest portion of the Quran that I memorized. Um, oh, you know, I grew up beautiful. with Sudanese kids. Um, yeah. You know, grew up around the culture. I was not in Sudan. I was in Yemen at the time. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I just really connected with the Sudanese people from from young and so so much love um to you just for that and oh, and would love to you. get to know you more for sure thank you thank you so much I truly appreciate that unfortunately in this side um where we live there's not much Sudanese so I don't get to you know be in that type of community as much as I want to so it it's hard but um I'm so glad that you were able to meet you know Sudanese people in your new environment and in your life it's a good thing if that makes sense we over here making real life connections I love it that part that part that (laughs) part and 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 I just want to say you know I, I I that resonates with me because although I have a very strong um relationship with the people in my family I didn't really grow up around a lot of people from Sierra Leone it was really only my immediate family and then when I traveled to see my mom's family where I'm at right now in Atlanta that I would be around other Sierra Leoneans for the majority of my life and so I'm excited Mm -hmm. for you as someone who I think is exploring the idea of you know reconnecting with that part of you and perhaps traveling there I think that that was what it that's what happened to me. It just reached a point mm-hmm. where I was like, who am I? Like what? There's so right. much I do not know. And so that leap of faith, I think I'm really excited for you to take because there's so much on the other side of that. Oh yeah. I'm constantly eager and and super excited to just, you know, explore that aspect of myself. Um, and just to hear you and I'm like ready to book a ticket right now. No, I was about to say, Lily, when we get off of this call, we are looking for tickets. The way my finances are laid out right now, I can't really afford that, unfortunately. Right. But Ibrahim, you said you're going back in December. How long have you had that planned? So I've always, I've been wanting to go back every December, essentially, since Mm -hmm. I left. Um, That's typically when family is there, the most amount of family is there. Um, it's a really nice time of the year weather-wise to be there as well. There's some challenges of being there at other times of the year, which I also want to experience, but just if I'm there for a short time. But I think like this, this plan came together very last minute, um, if I'm being honest, where I said, um, I want to drop this collection. I want to go back and, um, and also perhaps stay there longer than I've ever stayed right last time I was there for three weeks and I'm considering staying there for you know a month two months and so that's gonna take some funding though so here's to my my drop and what comes next hey well with that being said can you please let the people know where to find you when you're dropping absolutely yes I can so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ibrahim Leon. That's spelled I-B-R-A-H-E-E-M-L-E-O-N. 
N-E. Again, that's I-B-R-A-H-E-E-M-L-E-O-N-E. Both Instagram and Twitter, you can find me there. I'll be sharing more information about how to access, how to purchase, um, where to find me. Um, in terms of when I'm dropping, the drop starts tomorrow. Oh, so, <laughs> I got to get so, some yeah. oh. <laughs> Right, listen, you know how they're like, you know, I got some alpha to drop. Well, I got some game to drop over okay. here, right? The, the game is that, you know, we about to drop and it's going to be Thanksgiving, whether you hear this before or after, I would say tap in, even if you have to purchase something on the secondary, that's fine. I think it would be great to be hold a piece from the beginning of something that I'm really excited to see where it goes. So um, yeah, I'm really excited. Tap in on social media and um, I'll be sharing with you more soon. Wow. wow. You guys heard it here, y'all. So all of Ibrahim's links will be in the uh, description and the show notes. And once we get the drop links, then I will also uh, link them in the show notes and the drop notes so that you guys can go directly to um, the collection. And can I just say, this is in, this was an incredible interview. Thank you so much. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know your story. And honestly, hearing your story just had me so intrigued. I could listen to you talk for hours. I'm so glad to be here. I'm, I'm, this is the first podcast I've ever been on. This is my Genesis podcast. Hey, hey, Genesis podcast. Yo, there's the oh. show title. There is the episode title. <laughs> so I'm just happy you invited me. Super happy to share space with you. I already share space with you, um, you know, in the groups that we're a part of, but I'm excited to build in this way, you know, this linear way where, and I think this is also what you're doing is community organizing, right? Because we can meet in those group settings, but what's really important and where the building happens is on those one-on-ones. So I appreciate you reaching out. I'm excited to continue building with both of y'all in the future. Thank likewise, you. Likewise, likewise. Last question. Are you going to Art Basel? You know, this is the real question. This is the real question. <laughs> I, I am. I you am. are. I, I, that's, that's the plan. I'm going to be there. I think it'll be important for what I'm doing in the moment that I'm in and just to be able to connect with the homies. Um, I think it's a great opportunity that I shouldn't pass up on. So I'll be there, inshallah. Let me just put this out there. If you're at Art Basel, if you have a gallery, if you have, you're curating something, I would like to show my work at Art Basel. So putting oh. that out there put it out there it's manifested and it is done somebody ha- already has you under their I'm radar already knowing. i'm already knowing i appreciate you boom we appreciate you too thank you so much ibrahim for coming and spending an hour with us well 45 minutes because you know zoom <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you thank you likewise likewise i'll talk to you slash see you soon talk to you slash see y'all soon Bye, y'all have a good you. week and uh, talk to everyone later bye peace Bye.